Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Enger, today with my fabulous co-host. Hey, everybody. This is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. So before we get started on our Artificial Sweeteners podcast, um, I just wanted to make sure that I remembered to remind everybody to sign up for the 60-Day Bikini Challenge it starts next Monday, September 19th. So you have all of this week up until Sunday, the 18th, to sign up for the challenge. You can find the sign up link in our show notes, or you can go to glamgirlbikini.com. And there is a link on there that says 60 Day Bikini Challenge, and you'll just get started that way. Um, it'll ask you for, you know, background information so that we can make sure that. The coach knows everything they need to know about you so that they can make a customized, personalized plan in regards to nutrition, exercise, all the things that work for you and getting you to your goal. And we'll also want to set up like a phone call just to make sure that we have everything, um, you know, perfect for you. And you'll have weekly check-ins for eight weeks and the prizes are a glam girl bikini suit rental show hair or photo shoot but we also decided that if people weren't wanting to go the route of utilizing that in a competition standpoint that you can use that money uh, the value of each of those prizes towards uh, your next training mm -hmm. package so either way you can decide on how you want your prize if you get first second mm -hmm. or third yeah, I'm excited about this challenge. Um, I know most challenges are done early in the year, like after the holidays uh, or like right before summer, but I've been using it as a good opportunity for any of my clients that might need like a mini cut. They're like deep into their improvement season. They need like a structured time frame for us to get them in a deficit um, and, you know, get maybe couple pounds off before uh we're looking at their competition season next year so uh yeah utilizing it for a lot of different reasons and then just people who want to get into good shape you know they're they're ready to make some positive changes maybe you're starting a new chapter in your life and you want your health and physique to match that so I think it's a great opportunity yeah and it's also just a chance to try us out or try out the competition world if you've never done a bikini competition just to see what it's like to train like a competitor it does right. end before thanksgiving so it ends on november 14th so you kind of get those you know they always say you the average american gains like five to ten pounds during the holidays and from you know the halloween candy to mm -hmm. thanksgiving and then christmas and then new Year's. so this is be a good way to kind of get fit before all of those celebrations go on and it's also our lowest package that we offer is a uh, 16 weeks which is four months so this is just like a two-month snapshot so that you can see mm -hmm. uh you know if it's right for you so all right Perfect. we will start on this very interesting study that was done and i think this got highlighted by Lane Norton. Um, I think he got tagged quite a bit in it because he's very pro artificial sweeteners, which I completely, I want to say that 
you know, I really agree that if you're going to be drinking some sort of soda, that obviously a Diet Coke is better than a Coke. Um, when it comes to fat loss goals and things like that, those artificial sweeteners can really come in handy for losing weight uh, when you are in a fat loss phase or just living the prep life. I think in general, we tend to, as competitors, use a lot of artificial sweeteners. I know mm -hmm. myself that I have gotten into trouble with gut problems in the past by using too many mm -hmm. of the like Walden Farms and just pretty much everything was some sort of artificial sweetener I was putting in my body and those kind of fake foods and things like that. So I have gravitated more towards stevia over the course of the years. I just learned that my gut microbiome, my digestion and everything, bloating, all that stuff, it's not as bad if I'm, you know, more focusing on whole food items and sweetening things like my coffee with stevia and stuff like that. What are your thoughts, um, just anecdotally, before we dive into the research part of this paper? Yeah, sure. So I think uh, when you're, I know for me, starting off competing <clears throat> and you're learning about macros and nutrition, you're looking at calories a lot. And so any type of food that has no calories, um, but tastes like it does, uh, is super appealing. And I would say that um, for professional competitors to amateur competitors. I know everybody's utilizing supplements with some type of artificial sweetener and not everybody, you know, their people are getting their physiques changed. They're looking amazing. We're not having like hundreds of health issues just from consuming artificial sweeteners. Um, so I think there is a real benefit to it. I know for me as well, like if my blood sugars are irregular, having like BCAAs or something like that in between meals to help, you know, get me over the hump if I'm having real bad cravings or I feel like I'm crashing um, has been a life changer. But um, I also, like Amy has said, have developed gut issues. Um, personally, from the after I turned pro and did my pro debut, I had a long dieting season and, um, you know, was eating a lot of like whole foods, clean foods, and then wanting to really stick to my reverse macros, I substituted a lot of diet foods because I was battling the wanting to have ice cream every day um, because I'm now in a reverse and I want to be able to eat the all the all the foods, but also like not wanting to overshoot body fat and have like a, a bad rebound and, you know, keep the physique that I worked really hard on. So I do uh, remember having horrible gut issues, um, like bad bloating and constipation that lasted for several months. And I do attribute it to just doing a lot of foods that had a lot of chemicals um, alongside with the sweeteners. So I don't know that it was necessarily just artificial sweeteners or just like kind of additives and, and fake foods that kind of disrupted my gut microbiome. So thankfully it's back to normal. And I just am very intentional with the amount that I use with sweeteners. Um, I try and keep it just to my supplementation or protein powders, pre-workouts, stuff like that, and really try and consume whole foods. Otherwise I'm a person that doesn't need like 
sweetener on my oatmeal or in my coffee, I've kind of just gravitated towards having those foods without anything extra. So um, I think it's just the moral of the story is too much of anything can cause some problems, but there's nothing inherently bad. Yeah, you always impress me when you make your oatmeal. I, (laughs) you know, I use my stevia like crazy, even on my sweet potatoes, I do as well. And you just like put a little cinnamon, a little salt, and you're good on your oatmeal. I'm like, "Ah, that's just a little too plain for me. But um, but yeah, as I get closer to a show, I eliminate those things. Um, Actually, sweet potatoes start to taste even sweeter when you're dieting hard. Um, They kind of taste like candy. Your palate changes a little bit. So as I'm getting closer to a show, I start eliminating those things, such as things like protein powder that are you know more processed food anyways but they Mm -hmm. have the sweeteners in them and then I'll eliminate like my EAAs that have sweetener I'll I'll replace those with anabolic bridge which is just the pill form of an EAA that eliminates the sweetener altogether but there's just you know there's there's things that you need to do like if you have a sweet tooth and you want Mm -hmm. to stay within your goals and you're just um you know just kind of like living life like you're not getting stage lean and um having to have every single thing like you know it's something that can kind of get you through the day (laughs) um yeah because I mean eating something with stevia on it versus something with sugar is obviously way better so it can it can Mm kind of get you through those hard times when cravings are high um okay so this study was done in Israel and Lane actually agreed that it was a good article. So that's saying a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that this was a study that was done on humans, which is fantastic. It was a two week study. And based on the markers that they were looking at closely, I feel like this was a good time frame to test what they were testing. Now, they did take an A1C, which is an average over at least, you know, several months of a blood sugar. So that one, obviously you're not going to see a whole lot of change in two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. when it comes, it's not going to be impacted because that is an average of several months on your blood sugars. So they, the people that were in the study, they wore the continuous, um, glucose monitors. Am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so that would track, you know, a main part of this study that made it really good, I think, in my opinion, was the way that they selected their candidates too, is they made sure that everyone that was selected from the study had zero exposure in their normal everyday diet to any kind of sweetener, which is very Uh difficult to do. If you look at chicken sausage or you look at just Mm -hmm. little things like ketchups and just there's a whole bunch of different things that can have artificial sweeteners and sweeteners that you really just like maybe unintentionally have them as part of your diet. So they really weeded through, I think they went from like thousands of people to what was it like a hundred and how many were in the study? I think it was 150. 150. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they, they were basically sweetener virgins. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So in Lane's opinion, you know, they probably had a big bias to sweeteners because there's, if you're 
not getting any artificial sweeteners in your diet, you probably are very intentionally doing that for a certain purpose. So these people were probably very big time into a heavy bias of being against sweeteners. So we just Mm -hmm. need to have that caveat. Uh, But I do think they did a good job of um, collecting a good population to make that accurate. So do you want me to just start with some of the bullets and the highlights of this study? Yeah, and just to correct, because I did misspeak, uh, speak, uh, it's 120 healthy adults. So not, okay. I was 30 off, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the some of the highlights were it was randomized and controlled trial on the effects of non-nutritive sweeteners in humans, and sucralose and saccharin were two of the substances that were tested, and basically those two showed an impaired glycemic response in a healthy adult and there were some um, sweeteners that were used such as stevia and aspartame that did not note changes Um, Mm -hmm. so those two did not show that same negative impairing of the glycemic response so um, so it's about you know, they had the vehicle, like the actual glucose, and then like a control group with nothing. So there were six essentially groups. And then each um, had personalized effects of non-nutritive sweeteners on the microbiome and then the metabiome. So it they also studied how that impacted the gut and how introducing something brand new into the system, what that did to the gut microbiome. And basically, some of the things that they found were the impacts on the microbiome are casually linked to the elevated glycemic response. So um, I would say all of them, even stevia and aspartame, um, those were impacted with a response to a new um, population as well. So all four, including sucralose, saccharin stevia and aspartame and if you guys are wondering the saccharin you probably know it as the pink packet so it's sweet and low and then sucralose mm-hmm. is the yellow packet so that would be splenda um these are kind of like the the, <laughs> the street names the color code yeah <laughs> and then aspartame is found in things like um it's the blue packet so like an equal mm-hmm. and then stevia is the green packet and mm-hmm. that comes from a an actual plant. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. So, do you want me to kind of go over the summary of what kind of happened there? Or yeah, yeah. Go go right ahead. Okay. So the non-nutritive sweeteners are commonly integrated into the human diet and t- previously presumed to be inert, so they don't have an impact. However, animal studies have shown that they do impact um, the gut microbiome in downstream glycemic responses. So they wanted to, in the study, assess how that impacted humans and their gut microbiomes in a randomized controlled trial. So each of these 120, there were different ones that got saccharin, some that got sucralose, some that got aspartame, some that had stevia. Uh, And then these are found in the sachets so I just want to make note that the packets that you get 
if you were just taking like pure stevia extract, it wouldn't be very much at all. It's very, so they usually have like a bulking agent in those sachets. Mm -hmm. And that does have like uh, maltodextrone, um, which, you know, that can be something that is, that will make it like more bulky and more voluminous. So just keep that in mind that all of these different things, even like Splenda and things, they have bulking agents combined in them as well. Um, okay, so from there, basically they did take the acceptable dose. So that was another good thing about the study is that they didn't give exorbitant amounts of these non-nutritive sweeteners where it was like an uncommon amount. So the amount mm -hmm. that they were consuming was a normal amount for the two weeks, and it was actually lower than the acceptable daily intake. So just so that's out there. And then it would be compared with the control group receiving the sachets that contained vehicle glucose or no supplement at all. So essentially there are six groups, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, each group, they were administered distinctly um, altered stool and oral microbiome and plasma metabiome, whereas the saccharin and the sucralose had significantly impaired glycemic responses. So that's that's something to take note. I You have Splenda in a lot of different things, and mm -hmm. it's basically giving you the same glycemic response as in taking sugar or glucose directly and the same with the sweet and low the pink packets they did the same thing so that's that's kind of my summary did you have anything to add on that yeah so i have read studies in the past about um then testing artificial sweeteners on mice and getting it uh a bad glycemic response like they'll say you know they started getting resistant like de basically developing some insulin resistance and I've read some things that have said about um, it interrupting the microbiome of these animals as well and those two things are simultaneously linked um, but it was very interesting to see something on humans in a controlled amount because that's the other thing is I feel like everything that I've read has like some type of uh, caveat to it. That's not necessarily applicable to like the everyday human being. And this, I found like Lane and you were saying like, it just kind of like fit into the parameters of something that we could directly apply. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just, would be curious for them to, I know the microbiome in your gut is very understudied. At least when I was in school for dietetics, they were saying that, that that they've barely like scratched the surface on really understanding what happens with the gut and all the elements to it. So uh, I'm sure there'll be more studies to come that will uncover some more pieces. And um, I don't know, but we're just continuing to learn about the human body, I feel like at this point. Yeah, I know for myself, it's making me um, really, I think when I saw the study, something that really opened my eyes is how sweet and low and Splenda, I really like those 
packets, <laughs> probably more mm -hmm. so than the stevia and the blue packets. Um, yeah. Those don't taste as good. They're like more bitter. And yes. it's, I mean, it, you have a glycemic response. It's shown in this, in this study, they're wearing mm -hmm. the continual glucose monitors. And that's something like a spike in blood glucose when it comes to taking in those two versus the other two, that trade-off to me is a no-brainer, um, in sure. my opinion. I just feel like, for one thing, I think Splenda and Sweet and Low and all those mm. different ones, I feel like they really upset my gut, like, in terms of, like, bloating and just mm -hmm. my bacteria and my gut. Like, I could tell just anecdotally for myself that I get an upset stomach from those. Um so and for me, like the stevia is really something that I have been sticking to and I feel like it yeah. doesn't disrupt my like my digestion or anything like that. So as long as I'm not overdoing it, I feel like it's something that's really going to help me stay on track with my goals. Um, I personally have a favorite type and I do cut these out completely, probably like eh, before peak week for sure. Um, mm -hmm. because they are, they do have like a little bit of the vegetable glycerin in them, but I yes. do the sweet drops, um, that are stevia based that are like caramel, chocolate, vanilla. They have like a pumpkin spice, but those to me mm -hmm. taste really, really good. And if I can incorporate those, they, they are zero calories per serving, but I know that when I do cut them out, like I'll drop a few pounds um, just because mm -hmm. of the vegetable glycerin. But for me, like it tastes like a syrup. And for me, I used to not be able to get like that um, pleasure off of stevia. It used to taste bitter. Sure. It wasn't yes. very good. And so just having like a little bit of flavor in it has really been a game mm -hmm. changer for making me feel like I can get through a contest prep. I can put that in my oatmeal. I can put it in my protein ice cream. And it almost tastes like today I was eating. Um, I ran through my creamini, my red velvet um, protein powder ice cream. And then I poured the chocolate stevia over it. And it tasted like I was like, having chocolate syrup on top of ice cream. Oh, nice. And yeah. it was 150 calories, you know, and it was a whole pint of ice cream. And yeah my protein powder is flavored with stevia as well. So, um, I mean, I even do like my supplements, they're all stevia based. Like my magnesium that I have from first form is stevia and monk fruit. So I don't know to me, like it's not worth the trade off, especially after seeing this data, it just shows me the science behind the reason why, um, I probably, I used to gravitate towards those cause they are like almost addictive, but it's probably because my blood sugar is getting spiked and that makes it harder for me to combat actual cravings. But anyways, tangent, I think you were about to say something before I babbled. Yeah, no, I just wanted to piggyback off what you were saying. I, I know what I've seen with clients as well. When we ask them to remove <clears throat> their sweeteners and stuff like that, what the, we, I mean, I've noticed, uh, big changes in waistline. And um, I know you have mentioned you've seen differences in uh, just like skin elasticity or cellulite. Uh, so 
I know like people sometimes when they start removing these sweeteners, um, even just, I have some clients that I'll, they'll say, I'm overdoing it. I'm going to only do half of what I've been consuming before. And their waistline measurements do shrink a lot. There's a lot less bloating, a lot less. I mean, if there's, it's almost, it's also getting paired if you're eating condiments with other things that your body just has trouble digesting as well. So I don't want to just like say that it's only artificial sweeteners, but it's more or less addressing some of the foods that your body or gut may have a hard time breaking down. And so removing it, you have a nice, like tighter waist. Um, and then also like a lot of times they see like in the backside, like the glutes and everything, they'll, they'll appear a little bit tighter as well. Maybe it's water retention. I'm not quite sure, but, um, there's a visible difference as well outside of like how you feel. So like making those changes <clears throat> or pulling them out in an appropriate time for your show can make a big, a big change. It's a small sacrifice for all that time that you worked really hard trying to get that physique as optimal as possible. Yeah. I know for a fact that one of my clients specifically when she uh, gives up her diet cokes she will lose like two to four inches in her waist which is mind-blowing yeah. and she doesn't yeah. change anything about her diet it's just dropping the diet coke and then it's just it's really catered to that individual as well because I have some clients that are super sensitive about any yes. artificial sweeteners even when it comes to stevia um, mm -hmm. I have an example of a client that I'm thinking of right now like really all we did was eliminate artificial sweeteners and she dropped like seven pounds in two weeks. Wow. Um, and I mean, that was mostly stevia based, you know? So I think wow. everybody has like a little bit different tolerance. And then you mentioned the thing about cellulite, you know, your body's not, it doesn't know what to do with chemicals. So it just stores mm -hmm. them in a fat cell and it's like, oh, okay, well I can't use this. This is non-nutritive. So I'm just going to throw this in the fat cell <laughs> until I need it later because yeah. it's going to utilize like whole foods, like things that aren't processed. So anytime you incorporate those chemicals, I have noticed that people look tighter in their skin. Um, they don't have like that cottage cheese appearance in their legs mm -hmm. and butt just because they've really like pulled out all of those chemicals and um, were able to flush those out so their body could finally kind of like get rid of those because they're properly fueling in their body with like single ingredient foods. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes a little bit to detox from those, right? You, mm -hmm. you see changes within a couple like, weeks, a week. Yeah. Yeah. It does take a couple weeks, I think to get out of the system. I think sugar, it takes like for, for most people like to not have the cravings anymore. It's like 14 days. And I think it's kind that of the sense. same with you might, you might find immediate changes like if you're making a big change on the artificial sweeteners but just to kind of sure. flush a lot of that stuff out you know it's going to take you a couple weeks and um you know it might have been made, making you constipated it might have been giving you diarrhea mm -hmm. so all that stuff's going to take a while to regulate out but yeah but yeah those are my Perfect. thoughts on this article I think it was really a neat study so I'd be curious as to what a general population that has you know, I guess you couldn't really, it's not really controlled if you have people that were already consuming, um, artificial sweeteners, but I'd just be curious mm -hmm. to see like a, a competitor put like a glucose monitor on after giving up artificial sweeteners for a while and then like mm -hmm. implementing them back in their diet. I think it'd be cool to see like how the blood sugars changed and how that glycemic response reacted. 
So yeah, I would be most curious about how the gut microbiome changes, like what, uh, cause you know, anything that you put in your body is going to change your microbiome. Good, good foods change your microbiome. So I'd be curious to know like what the effects were specifically on, um, people's digestive tracts. Yeah. I mean, cause that one, that one was impacted by all four. So even mm-hmm. stevia and the, yeah the blue packet, but yeah, it's the, the gut, if you think of it as a garden, that's what I always say is just think of it as a garden and think about fruits and vegetables are the good seeds that you want to plant. Those are the good foods for your gut bacteria to feed off of. And anytime you give them those artificial sweeteners, there's going to be some, you know, aggressive bacteria that are kind of arise. And those are kind of like the weeds in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So any kind of like foods like sugars, like highly inflammatory foods, you know, you're just kind of populating your gut with the weeds. So you got to be careful, like post-show reintroducing that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. It's going to cause like a lot of, because you're, you're extra sensitive when you're, especially when you're going through contest prep and, um, you know, putting a bunch of that stuff, piling it back on can make you pretty uncomfortable if you're not careful. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. All right. Well, just a reminder to sign up for the bikini challenge, um, this week. And I will put that in the show notes. If I just wanted to say too, that I have reviewed all of the applications for the sponsored athlete and I have some interviews lined up to interview people. And I just, I was overwhelmed with, um, some of the applicants words. So if you didn't get picked for an interview or whatever, I just want to tell you all of you that applied had fantastic things to say about the sport. And I just really appreciate kind words that were shared, um, about the podcast and everything. So, um, I'm excited to do this. I, I might have to, I don't know how I'm going to choose honestly, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) because there's so many good candidates, so it'll be interesting, but Um, anytime you want to leave a rating or review, this is an ad free podcast. So that's kind of the payment for the show is to give a rating review, pass it on to a friend, share it on Instagram and your story or found at prep life podcast on Instagram or at glam girl bikini. And that's just a good way for the podcast to grow. And for other people that are interested in similar topics within the sport of bodybuilding to, um, find us. So we would sure appreciate that. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini signing off with my fabulous co-host. And this is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. Thanks for listening, everybody.